Do you remember seven months ago, uh, some, probably many of you were in, in, the, in the house here when I, when I mentioned uh, that Bob Jones had died. Uh, that was, it was uh, Valentine's Day, right? February 14th, is that right? Uh, February 14th, he died that day. And we talked about the, uh, the prophecy on his life that the Lord had told him he would be alive to see the beginning of the billion soul harvest. That wasn't the last harvest of, of sons and daughters coming into the kingdom. It was, it was actually going to be those who were going to bring in the final harvest. And um, we uh, remember we did a thing where we walked through up here and we stepped over a line. And I can't remember what we were declaring. It was good. Vic- victorious. We were victim to victorious, you know, that we were not going to be a victim anymore. Well, also that night, um, I also shared about Arthur Burt um, and and told you about that prophecy where, where he said um, the Lord also in 1930 gave him a prophetic word and, and he saw amazing things happening that were going to happen on the earth. And the Lord had told him, you will be alive to see the beginning of this word where there will be no ebb. Do you remember this? Um, well, Arthur Burt died just two weeks ago. I didn't know it because I was, I was actually watching for this, to be honest, because I knew it was going to be significant, just like when Bob Jones went to be with Jesus. Actually, neither one of them died. They both went from life to more life. Um, life to better life, exactly. So Arthur Burt died just two weeks ago at 102 years of age. And this, in his prophecy, there shall be no ebb. I wanted to start with that tonight. I'm not going to spend nearly the time I did on it before, but I want to, I think it's really significant because you're seeing some major, let me put it this way, major, major players in the kingdom who got entrusted uh, the, you know, huge um, words and um, these, these people um, who, who got great promises from the Lord. And remember, I told you, God doesn't go back on any one of his promises. He can't. And so for these two men who got these promises about the harvest and about what God's going to do, and that they were promised they would be alive to see the beginning of that, that means that this prophecy we are in the midst of. That's exactly what it means. And so let me just read it to you again. Again, I'm not going to go into depth, but um, there shall come a breath. This was the prophecy the Lord gave him. And the breath shall bring the wind, and the wind shall bring the rain. And the rain shall bring the floods, and the floods and the floods and the floods shall bring the torrents and torrents and torrents. So shall they be saved like falling leaves from the mighty oak, swept up by a hurricane in a great forest. Arms and legs shall come down from heaven, and there shall be no ebb. And that word, we don't use that word much anymore in our language. So just to let you know, that means, that means the wave that's coming out will never recede. It's not like the ocean where it comes and ebbs. Ebb just means it's going back into the water. And the, what, what the Lord told him is, no, when this, when this, when this move comes, it's only going to go like this. It's just going to increase. And, of course, that, that match, matches with Scripture. We're going from glory to glory of the increase of his government. There is no end. But God gave some amazing, this, this word was given amongst peers like um, uh, Smith Wigglesworth. I mean, those, those are the kind of people that, that he hung around. Great uh, revivalists through the ages. So um, I, I mentioned earlier, I love how God does this. If Todd is, yeah, you're still back there. I love you, Todd. 
And uh, that's great that he, I'm sure he loves that I'm saying that he's there, but it's great that he can rest because because that's what he's doing. He's just resting in the Lord. And um, I love how, how God did this with Todd. I did not tell Todd at all tonight what, what I was going to share about because I didn't know till really till a few hours ago. And, and, um, and it's, and it's all about exactly what he was doing tonight, exactly what we did at the end of worship, which is, which is to fill you with truth, to fill you with truth, to fill you with truth and, and remember the promises. And, and several times Todd was singing right about that and, and speaking that out. Um, I'm sharing that because, um, because Again, when I when I was when I was in Uganda, I was so aware of how the discouragement of the enemy tries to, you know, tries to weigh everybody down. And and the thing is, it it's not real. It feels real. I'm not saying that the attack doesn't, you know, isn't in some way real. What I'm saying is though, there's no substance to it. It it appears real. The discouragement, the fear, fear is a biggie. If you're going to say, you know, what's one thing that, that the enemy tries to use or you, even your own mind as you're working through things when things are not working out the way you want them to in life? You know, what, what are your emotions doing? One of the biggies is fear, right? Another one, another one there's discouragement. There's uh, doubt. There's all kinds of things. But fear is the, is the big one. I'm going to, um, here we go. All right. So, I, I want us for a moment, um, th- th- I promise this is going to be super encouraging, but just, f- just for a moment, I want you to think about what, what is it that you're afraid of? And maybe there's something going on in your life right now. Maybe there's, there's, maybe it's health. Maybe it's people that you love that aren't doing so well. Uh, maybe it's financial. For many people, it, it, it fears tied into money. Will I have enough? Will I be taken care of? What is it? What is it? Um, I, I want you to get used to. I, I do this when I'm talking with people. Sometimes they'll say, "Well, I'm afraid," and I don't let them. I don't let them just pass by that statement. I'll, I'll say, I'll, "I'll stop them and say, what is it that you're afraid of?" In other words, sometimes by because sometimes we don't even know. We're just you know, fear can be such a strong emotion. We just let fear wash over us, and we don't even know really what it is we're afraid of. And I and I sit there and I make them. I'll, I'll sometimes ask them several times in a row to get. Well, you know, when I really get down to it, I guess I'm afraid that, you know, I won't I won't be taken care of. I'll be abandoned. I, I don't know what. It just depends on each person and what they're going through. But the reason I, I don't want you to. I'm not saying for you to do this so that you make fear bigger than it is. Fear has has nothing to do with you as a child of the King. Remember, remember that perfect love casts out all fear, all fear. In fact, some of you that we we're um, I'm here, I'm just going to, okay, I'm going to get up on my pedestal for just a minute. Okay. I need a higher step <laughs> because, because sometimes Christians are the worst at, at fear mongering. Honestly, sometimes Christians are way more afraid of than people in the world. Uh, and we, you know, because of in time stuff, because of all, all, I mean, we can get really afraid and start, you look out on Facebook and stuff like this, some of the stuff people, Christians are putting out there like, yikes, we are, we are alive to learn how to love. We are not alive to learn how to be afraid. 
And sometimes that's where we've been putting a lot of our focus and our energy is on the things we're afraid of. I, I have known people who got completely sucked into the conspiracy theories, the Illuminati. I could go on and on. And let me tell you something. If you want to be afraid, you can make yourself afraid. You know what I mean? Like, like the people that go to, well, I don't like horror movies, but I, oh, it makes me afraid. Why, why am I so afraid? Well, because you're in a horror movie. You decided you wanted to be afraid. Clearly, we, we honestly, people, we've got to stop that. We have to stop it because we are, we are bringers of truth and hope and love. I'm telling you, not once is the father wringing his hands and going, oh, no. I didn't see that coming. Now what do I do? Do you remember earlier tonight I told you, this is, this is the God that before he created any of this, he already chose you to be his. He already, Jesus already died. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. That's in the book of Revelation. Before any of this, he, he's not a reactive God. He doesn't react to what's going on and going, oh, crud. Now what am I going to do? Like sometimes we think he's this brilliant chess player and like, whoa, that was a bad move. I didn't see that coming, but, but I'm smarter than that. No, 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 no. He's outside of time. This whole thing is already played out. It, he's brilliant. He's good. He's for you. And you are alive to be an ambassador of love. And you can't be a lover when you're afraid, afraid, afraid. Because fear pushes love away. It does. And so something, you know, this isn't a beating you down time like, you know, bad you for being afraid. Um, that won't work either. We've already tried that. That doesn't work either. It's got to be a gift of God that says that where we say, God, I don't want to be afraid. He's like, me neither. I don't want that for you either. So, so how do we do that? Well, what is it you're afraid of? Let's get honest. Get honest with the Lord. What is it you're afraid of? It's okay to be honest. Some of you are like, well, I can't, I can't claim that because then, you know. No, it's okay to be honest for a minute. Just, just get real and say, what is it I'm actually afraid of? Then, then here's the next thing you do. You say, Lord, what's the truth about who you are in this situation? See, because he doesn't change. I am the Lord. I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. You always know you're going to come to a God who is love. You always know there's, there's, he can't change. He's always for you because his covenant doesn't change, right? So, so I was, this, this is what I want. If you will take the time to say, Lord, what is it I'm afraid of? Or some of the other emotions. It's not just fear. It just happens to be fears kind of a biggie. So I, I spent a moment talking about that, but what ask him, Lord, what's the truth about who tell me who you are again? Cause that doesn't change. And I'm telling you, that's where things will start to flip around. That was, that's what I was doing after worship today, right? Tonight, I was reminding you of truth so that you went, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That's the truth. So I, I made, these were just I would love for you just to say this with me, but let me explain it first. I, I have two declarations tonight. This is the first one. Um, that this is a choice that we have. I don't believe fear. I believe God. Or I don't believe doubt or shame or depression or despair. I believe God. I believe who, who you are. 
Now, notice what I didn't write. I didn't write, I don't believe in, in my fear. I didn't write that because, you see, fear isn't yours. You can't have it. It's not, it, you don't own it. Jesus already took that away from you. So whenever fear or anything else tries to come and rob from you, just view it as something that's external, not something that's in your inner being. It's something that's trying to mess with you. So that's why I didn't call it my fear. I, I, I tell people it's important when you use your words. For, you know, people will say, you know, I've, I have cancer. And I'll say, no you, no, you don't. You can't have cancer because Jesus took that. Now, I, I'm not telling them to, to pretend they, don't, they aren't suffering. I'm not saying that. I'm saying your words are really important. So instead, I tell people, I'm, I'm suffering illegally with cancer. It still states the facts. It's just that you're not claiming it and owning it as yours. I don't know. I just went down a trail. But I'm going to come back to this one right here. (sighs) So since you know, since I've described a little bit about what I said about fear, the same could be true of doubt, shame, depression, despair. That list could go on and on and on. Those are just some of the feelings that the enemy uses or that or or in some of it we just have to claim for ourselves he he he's not that brilliant some of it's just our own bad thinking and our own stuff but we we can make a choice um i don't believe fear i believe god now let's go ahead and say this and then together and then and then uh, i want to say something else about this so just say with me we're making a declaration i don't believe fear i believe god okay stop because I forgot. Yes, many of you are standing, which I'd love for all of you to stand. But I wanted to say this. Remember I talked about it being external? Yeah, stand up. Stand up. Remember I talked about being external? This is good, plus because you get, you know, you get. All right. Okay. I talked about it being external, right? So I, I want you to do this when you're saying this with me. I don't believe fear because that way you're pushing it away. It's external. You're saying, I don't believe that. I believe God. And so because he lives right inside of you. All right, here we go. We're going to start from the top. I don't believe fear. I believe God. I don't believe doubt. I believe God. I don't believe shame. I believe God. I don't believe depression. I believe God. I don't believe despair. I believe God. (laughs) that was powerful (laughs) like halfway through i'm going oh heaven is wow i'm really happy that we made those declarations please be seated thank you for for doing that and i wanted to say this let me just say this making making choices like that with the holy spirit's help is really important you have to do this often I'm going to say daily. You're going to get to use this, this um, faith, um, you know, muscle, whatever that you've been given. You're going to have to, you have to choose. I don't believe that. This is what I believe what you say, God. Now, for some of you, I will say this, that for some of you who feel really stuck, this is why we also have inner healing ministry. You're like, Man, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, and yet I just get stuck, stuck, stuck. Okay, fine, great. Because sometimes when we say, what do you fear? Some of you are so locked up because of some really 
bad things that happened in your past, sometimes you can't even access that. I don't even know what I'm afraid of. So in those cases, that's why we have some inner healing ministry. I'm telling you that just as a reminder, because um, it's both. But some people think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get inner healing. I'm going go to I'm go to this sozo session, and I'm going to get prayed for, and I won't have to do anything. And then, woohoo! I have no more cares, and I never have to struggle again. Guess what? Sozo ministry is getting you, your heart connected rightly with God, remembering who you are so that you can do this. Because we all have choices to make. Holy Spirit has given us a spirit of self-control. Remember, that's one of the gifts of the Spirit. That means we have such a big yes. We have a big enough yes that we know what we want to say no to. Got to have a big yes. You got to know who your Jesus is. You got to be in love with this Jesus. So that you know the things of the world, you're like, ah, I don't even want that anymore. Not on the same scale. All right. Here's another thing. How can, I'm going to put the question out here. How can you believe God if you don't trust him? Just getting really real here for a minute. Right? That's, it's true. You're like, hey, yeah, that's right. I believe God. I believe God. Wait a minute. Do I trust him? Because um, if you are not, if you're not really trusting him, it's going to be really hard for you to believe, right, that he's good. So let me, I want to do this. I want to go back to um, a scripture that, uh, from Luke 12, this is Jesus, you know, (laughs) who doesn't love Jesus? I don't know. (laughs) Those that don't, they will, they will. Uh, but it's so funny because we like, you see a picture like this, and you're like, yeah, I want to hang around that guy. But in this story, he's actually telling us about his dad. So I'm just letting you know, because he said, you know how happy I am? That's my dad. I got my happiness from him. So here's the story in Luke 12. And it's one that you all know well. It's, um, and so I'm actually going to read it out of the Message Bible. Um, which is gonna, which is a paraphrase, just just to get you to hear it with different ears. Okay, this is one where, where Jesus is talking about uh, why we can trust God. Okay, so Jesus Jesus continued uh, on this subject with his disciples. He said, he said, don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or if the clothes in your closet are in fashion. Anybody? Okay, I'm sure that couldn't be anyone here. I'm just. There are far more, uh, there's far more to your inner life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the ravens, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description. Hey, carefree in the care of God, and you count far more. Has anyone by fussing before the mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? If fussing can't even do that, why fuss at all? Walk into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They don't fuss with their appearance, but have you ever seen the color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside of them. If God gives such attention to the wildflowers, most of them never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you 
take pride in you and do his best for you. This is Jesus talking about our father. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, not to be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who know, who don't know God and the way he works, they fuss over these things, but you know, God, you both know God and you know how he works. So steep yourself in God reality, in God initiative, in God provisions. You'll find all of your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Most of your Bibles, that last verse says, fear not little flock. Fear not, little diapered ones. Is a better translation, honest, is a better translation of that. In other words, Papa knows. He knows that that truly we are babes who need to be taken care of. And that's the word that Jesus used. Fear not, little little flockling, little, little lammies. Fear not, for it's your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom, right? Um, Now, many times, if you've been around here long, you've heard me say this. You've heard me say that God is not just a little better than the very best parent you've ever seen. He is altogether other than, better than. I've said that before. But honestly, for many of you, that still doesn't register. Because unless you had some really good parents, some exceptional parents, unless you maybe had a best friend who had exceptional parents, you still may not know what that is. So I have a video for you to watch. And and I want to tell you ahead of time, the point of this video is to remind you. This video, this is a real father, but this video is still of an earthly father. And I'm telling you, the best father you can find on the earth. God is infinitely better. Anything this father got in the way of love, he got it from the only source of love there is. What's up, brother? Yeah, man. Dude, it's a big night. Are you nervous? Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm actually pretty nervous. Um, it has been a while. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, so where are you going? I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have some people set up set down on the back porch. Oh, nice. Yeah, she won't expect it at all. He found my arms, stole my heart, and yours. You're my princess, so
be her first love and uh, see that's true the more the more we know um, Papa the way he really is we, we come running to him we'll always love him and so even now let's just stop for a moment Holy Spirit would you would you help us right now help us to know Papa like this and and father we that's we want to know you like this we want to know that uh, that you are the author of love, that the only way this father could have loved his daughter like that was because he got it from you. And you love us like that. And you, you, you want to have fun with us. You love to do kind things for us. You love to surprise us with good things. Your word, you know, your word says that, that, uh, you know, what, what good father, if his son asked for bread, would give him a stone instead? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't give us a scorpion or something that's going to hurt us. You wouldn't do that. You have nothing but good for us. And so I'm asking, Father, I'm asking for deeper encounters, deeper revelation, deeper uh, experiences of the tenderness of your love for each person in this room. Because, Lord, you know that for many here, it's hard to trust you. And I thank you that that doesn't change your love for us one bit. If any person in this room, it, it's okay. It's okay if you have a hard time trusting to tell him, Daddy, I don't, I don't want it this way, but I have a hard time trusting you. It's okay to tell him. He says, I know, honey. I know that. We're working on that one. I'm showing you who I really am. We're working on the pain. We're working on the the heartache, the things that, cause you to uh, your heart to to not believe but i love you just the same because it's my my love's the only thing that's going to break through my love is the only is the only essence on the earth that has the power to break through all things so that you can see me the way i really am because i already see you the way you really are i see the real you and I like what I see. I like what I see. Because I see the one that I created. And I see the one that, that even though the world and the enemy tried to um, destroy you and make you a shell of who you really are, I see the real you. And that real you is coming forth. And that real you is blossoming. Because I'm making you blossom. I'm a good father. I'm a good daddy. I know how to love you. So ask for my help. Ask for my help. Even to love me, ask for my help. I'll help you do that. 
Jesus said that we have to be like a little child to enter the kingdom of heaven. Technically, he said it in the negative. He said, he said, unless you become like a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. But I want to tell you, even that, sometimes we read scriptures and we think that that means that unless I'm childlike enough, I'm not going to get to heaven. Can I just remind you that when you said yes to Jesus, your eternal life with him already started? You've got to get this. Otherwise, you're going to be afraid your whole life. Um, you have to get this. Your eternal life with him already started. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying to you, hey, God's world, his, the kingdom of heaven that's, that's yours already, you don't get to enjoy that unless you, unless you approach it like a little child. In fact, you know, all these blessings are yours, but, but you're not seeing them. You're not enjoying them. You need to be like a little child. What's a little child like? You know, a little child. The ones that haven't been hurt yet. Let me just qualify that. They, they trust, they love, they jump into mommy and daddy's arms. They don't think twice about it. It's, it's their natural place to be. Why wouldn't my parents want me? That's what a little child would believe. Until they, unless they're taught otherwise, that's what a little child will believe. And he's saying, that's how you enter the kingdom of heaven. And later on in, in uh, Romans fourteen seventeen, Paul gives a definition for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What, he's, what he was saying is, because that was a whole passage about should we eat meat sacrificed to idols, should we not? That's that whole passage. All he, what he's saying is, hey, gang, you miss the point. You're bringing it back into legalism. You're bringing it back to are we being good enough? You've missed the benefits of the kingdom. What are they? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness means that because of Jesus, you are already acceptable and approved by God, by the Father. That's exactly what righteousness means. You're already acceptable and approved. And, and some Christians like to flip that thing around too and say, well, have you been righteous enough? You missed the point. Jesus' righteousness in your place. You cannot be good for God you receive his goodness and it saturates you. And it is, it's just who you are. You're made in his image. So sometimes I've talked to people. I, there was a pastor, a pastor in Uganda. I was preaching the, the, the grace. I was preaching some of the stuff I was telling you, I've been telling you. And he said, he got up the next day to, in front of all the pastors and says, I was born again, again. I was born again, again. Because he got the good news for the first time. Like the first time he was born into, into trying to be good for God. And that's just awful. That's not good news. That's not good news. And so I'm telling you, if you've not, if you've not understood the grace of what's yours and you want into that, don't leave here tonight without talking to me or somebody up here and say, can I get into that? <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> this is so, the good news is so good. It's so good. I, I will, let me just say this really quick. I, I, when I got saved in college, I, okay, I got saved in junior high, left, left for a while, left Jesus, kind of, you know, did my own thing for a while. Got, got in college, I got reacquainted with Jesus. I, I ran to him. 
And he, he set me free from so much. It was so wonderful. And, and I had this deep love for him. I just wanted to spend time with him. And, and, and somewhere along the way, though, in my, in my desire to do great things for God, I started trading the freedom I had for going back to, you know, um, how, how good can I be? How holy can I be? Uh, and, and for some, you might think, well, isn't that the goal? And I'd say, well, no, that's, that's not the goal. Um, the goal is, is how in love can you be with the one who has made you holy? It's a very different goal. Because when you're trying to be holy uh, without being in love, um, you're going to get really tired and really discouraged. And so along the way, I started, I started switching it. But, but, but God, but God and his grace and his goodness to me, once I saw that I was heading in a direction that was, that was, that was very much about, uh, you know, working my head off to try to please God in order to be approved of, he got me off of that. He got me off of that, that treadmill that I couldn't get off of. And back to what the kingdom is about. And this was, you know, this has been a long time now. It's been a long time being in the, just the goodness of God. Here's a, here's a uh, passage from Romans 8, 15 and 16. This resurrection life, this is also the Message Bible, this resurrection life you've received from God, it's not a timid, grave-tending life, like, you know, trying to... Anyway, you can see it right there. It's adventurously expected. It's greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who He is and we know who we are. Father and children. What's next, Papa? What's next? Every single day of your life, you're going you're gonna to have certain things that are going to come up you were not expecting. And certain things that have the ability to create fear if you let it, or all kinds of other emotions. And I'm telling you, this is right here is, is one of the ways you can flip that puppy around by saying, Okay, God, what's the adventure? You know, uh, you're. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just tell you this really quick. But <laughs> this, this last month, we have about forty five hundred dollars in car repairs in two cars, and I, I'd have to tell you the long story to tell you how it even was that we went there. But it was one of those like this turned into this turned into this, and then it happened in another car, and. Now, I'm telling you that not because I want any sympathy, not asking for any of you to come up to me afterwards with money. That's not why I'm telling you. I'm telling you because we live life just like you do. And things happen that you're not, you're like not expecting. And so as I, as I was a little bit um, um, miffed with, with um, the, the mechanic one day because thing, they had fixed some things that they hadn't told us about, which, you know, of course, is actually against the law. Um, you know what I'm saying? They fixed some things, and I, I'm not even trying to get into the story. What I'm trying to say is this. All the time, I'm giving you a very real example to tell you all the time, we get to check what's going on with our hearts and choose what we're going to do with these things. Because really, if you think about why, why would I get upset at all? It, okay, probably some fear. And if you get down to the bottom line, what it's really about? Fear that we won't have enough. And once I realized what it was, I said, Father, forgive me. You are great, Papa. You are going to take care of us. 
It's only, you all know it's only Monopoly money anyway. You realize that, don't you? I'm, I'm just going to get real with you for a minute. The only reason it works is because everybody agrees that we all give it the same value. But anyway, that's a whole other subject. It's just Monopoly money, that thing that we lose sleep over and that all the rest. But anyway, the point of all this is what's the adventure, Papa? Let's see how you flip this around. Okay, don't know where that's going to come from. But wow, you, every time, when has he not come through for you? And I'm not saying it always happens the way you asked. Or the way you had thought in your mind, well, if I was God, I think this is the way it would all work out for me. He's like, well, good thing you aren't because my plans are even better than that. That may have met an immediate need, but watch what I do with this. Watch what I weave with this. Watch how good I am. And he's also making us knitting our hearts together and needing each other. You know, we all want to be in America, especially so independent. He's like, no, I'm actually going to make you need each other in this thing. Do you see? He's working on something much bigger and he's good. He's so good. So this is, this is where I want to leave this. Yesterday. uh, Well, this was, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. And this was kind of on the tail end of this little car thing I just told you about. And I, I sat down and the coolest thing happened. I, I kind of pushed everything away, emails, whatever, sat back in my chair at my desk, and I just went, you know what, I believe. And I, and I just, I said something. I, 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 said, I said, I believe you, Daddy. I mean, that was huge right there. I was just like, I believe you, Daddy. And then it just turned into one phrase after another after another. And it got so good that I started writing it down. Because I'm like, oh, I want to say this a lot. Because I really like this. And, um, and so I wrote them down. And we, we get to, we're going to get to say them together tonight. Now, if there's any of them that you are like, Brent, I don't want to agree with that one. I promise. I promise I'm, I'm not watching whose mouths are moving. Okay. But let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. Knowing the truth, the real truth, Papa's truth, absolutely sets you free. It does. So this is what I came up with. And um, I won't even, I can't even let you like read them all first. Because honestly, there's like, we're going to go through four or five pages of these. They were just, I will send them to you because many of you will ask. So I'll just send them to you in an email, okay? Yeah, uh, or they'll also be on pod, on podcasts on our website sometime soon. But um, you guys, guys want to stand, or are you good where you are? Let's, all right. If you want to stand, stand. This is good. So this is what I believed, and and again, I use words like daddy because actually Jesus told us to call you know call father Abba, and so. Um, but you could replace it with something else if you want. So this is, we're just going to say these together. I believe you, Daddy. I believe your kingdom and your reality supersedes this one. I believe your truth is the only truth there is and that your truth sets me free. 
I believe you when you tell me I'm yours, I'm special, and I'm valuable to you. I believe you approve of me as your child. I believe I'm the apple of your eye. I believe I make you smile. I believe I carry your infinite goodness in my heart. I believe peace reigns in my innermost being. I believe joy is my constant companion. I believe hope prevails. I believe love wins. I believe I'm alive to make a difference. And my life does just that. I believe my belief in your sovereign goodness and I doubt my doubts. I believe you're the best daddy in the world, the universe, and the cosmos. I believe I'm a wanted child held in your arms for eternity. I believe I am blessed and highly favored every day of my life. I believe you are on the throne and everything is working towards a brilliant fulfillment that you have planned before the world was created. I believe nothing can or will change the truth as you declare it to be. Nothing I do and nothing I don't do will change the timeless truth of your love, your grace, your mercy, your tenderness, your compassion, and your ability and desire to care for me and for each and every child of yours alive on the earth or alive in heaven. I'm alive for these truth encounters. Here's the last page. I'm alive to love well. I trust you, Papa. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Daddy. Amen.